0: Yeah, welcome you to today's uh, broadcast uh, First of all, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas I hope you had a splendid time uh, Celebrating the most important date on planet Earth The date, the day that Jesus Christ of Nazareth was born uh, to On planet Earth I believe that you had a splendid time with your family And I uh, thank God that it's kept us alive uh, to see today and to enjoy all of the blessings and benefits that Christmas brings, uh, especially the uh, all of the dainties and all of the abundant food that it, that comes with that celebration. So I'm glad that uh, God has kept us alive. I want to th- I want to thank God for your life. If you're joining us uh, for the first time. I thank God for your life. I believe that this day uh, will be a time of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. And if you're a regular on this uh, channel, I want to thank God for your life. I thank you for joining with us as we explore all of the uh, benefits and blessings that God has made available to his people. I am convinced that together we will get to the promised land. And I have no doubt in my heart that God, who has begun a good thing in us, will perfect it until the time of his his coming. I bless God for your life. I thank God for your commitment to the kingdom and also I thank God for your father in pursuing that which makes for life and for godliness. Uh, This is our Life's Journey series um, like I announced last week. We're also on uh, podcast now uh, Spotify and also uh, Anchor FM so if at any time you want to hear this word same uh, message on the go you can always tune into uh, those two uh, podcast platforms that I've mentioned and by the grace of God we're hoping to expand our reach uh, to other platforms We're also on Instagram uh, you can also get this message on Instagram and as time progresses I believe that would God will open um, uh, bigger doors and, and I know that together we will journey um, through and, and, and to those higher, higher places that God has ordained for everyone who believes and who strives and who hopes. Uh, before we go into today's message, as our custom is, I'd like us to pray and put God ahead of everything that we're doing uh, because the Bible says, without me, you can do nothing. And so let us put God ahead and so that they, He will make the crooked places straight and He will go before us to perfect all that consensus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for a time like this. We thank You for the celebration of life. We thank You for this season because it's a season of joyfulness, a season of gladness, a season of merriment, a season of of laughter and community and interaction and, and, and family. Above all, Lord, we thank you because of why we celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Christmas because you sent us a savior. You sent us a deliverer. You sent, uh, you sent us a guarantor of our salvation. You sent, uh, you sent us Jesus to redeem, to salvage, and to set us free. He brought us out of darkness into His marvelous light, and Father, we thank you for the privilege to gather this last Sunday of 2021. Lord, it's amazing, is it's glorious to see ourselves standing in the last Sunday of 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 2021, hail and hearty, strong and and empowered, with vigor and energy and with purpose. Lord, we thank you that. As we celebrate this last Sunday with your people that are watching or listening, Lord, I believe that come last Sunday of 2022, that also, Lord, will be celebrated in our glorified, magnified, and enhanced estate. We give you all the glory, we give you all the praise, and we thank you because you've done all things well. We thank you and we ask all of these in your son's precious name. Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' blessed name, we have prayed. Mm. Amen. All right, so last week, uh, I said we were going to take, we'll be digressing from our team for last, for this month, which is fulfillment. And this month, uh, this last Sunday, we'll be looking at a topic that has to do with Christmas. And the topic is, why Christmas? The topic, once again, is why Christmas. Um, you know, there's been a lot of back and forth as well. Why should, should Christians celebrate Christmas? And some say no, that it's not biblical. Some say that um, it was a date that was initially meant to celebrate other gods and then the Romans uh, or the Catholic Church changed it uh, to signify the birth of Jesus Christ. My take on this is that we celebrate Christmas because Christmas is a symbolism of what happened to humanity. Christmas must be celebrated by Christians because it signifies man's deliverance from the oppression of darkness. We're celebrating, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, who is the savior of the world. We could have moved 25th of December, it could have been 25th of January. It wouldn't matter. What matters is the signification, the significance of that day, of that day. It doesn't matter what month it is. it doesn't matter which month we celebrate. What matters is what it signifies. Christmas signifies the redemption of humanity. It signifies the deliverance of mankind. It signifies the, the total stifling of darkness that light may shine. It is the arrival of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has come to establish His kingdom on earth. That day is a day that we come together in a our, in our, in our different uh, congregation or in our different families or in a different establishment to celebrate the most important historical happening in human history. It is the deliverance and the delivery of man from the oppression of darkness into the glorious light of his, of his son, Jesus Christ. It was a time that Christ came to deliver us and to set us free and to redeem us and to save us from all of the, of the ordinances and commandments and, 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 and the laws that it was impossible for man to fulfill. That's why we celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Christmas because it's a time where we can proclaim the kingdom of God has come and dwells amongst men. The Bible says in, uh, in D- Daniel chapter 2, Daniel prophesied that there was going to be a time where the kingdom of God was to be established. It gave us uh, a futuristic um, uh, expectation that though there are kingdoms that have existed, it, said, it talked about the dream that, Isaac, uh, that Nebuchadnezzar had, the king of Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and in that dream he saw an image and that image was to uh, represent the different kingdoms that were to exist uh, before the arrival of the immovable kingdom that is the kingdom of God on earth he said uh, daniel speaking in daniel chapter 2 from verse uh, 31 he said and and that the king saw an image and the image was he says whose excellent whose brightness was excellent and standing before him, and his his form was was very terrible. He said, and whilst he he beheld that uh, image, he said he saw also a stone cut without hand, and that stone, he said, smote the feet of the clay, and, uh, sorry, of the image, and what happened next? He said that it was broken to pieces. And then he said that, and that image was an image of of whose head was of fine gold, and his chest and arms were of uh, silver, and his his belly and tie were of brass, and his leg of iron, and his feet um, part of clay and part of iron. And he said that, that this stone that was cut out of a mountain without hand destroyed all of this concept, all of these kingdoms that were set up or uh, to represent that image, he said that this stone destroyed it. And that stone, he said that destroyed it, was to become a great mountain and to fill the whole earth. What does that mean? It meant that kingdoms were to exist until the kingdom of Christ came. So, if you look through history, we had, and as, as Daniel explained in that vision, he said that the head of the of this of this of this uh, image was of fine gold and represented the, the kingdom, the Babylonian kingdom. And then he went on further to say, and then another kingdom will come, on, and another kingdom will come, another kingdom of iron, and then the last kingdom that will come will be the kingdom that whose feet is of made of iron and, and clay. And then he said that that stone that will come outside, from carved out with no hands, cut out from nowhere, it comes and it destroys this massive, this, this humongous statue, this humongous image. And then he said, and that stone that appears to be irrelevant, that appears to be insignificant, that appears to be a non-entity, will become a great mountain, and then will fill the earth, the whole earth and fill the world. What does that mean? We will not understand it until we go to Isaiah chapter 7, chapter 9, from verse 6. And it says, unto us. So you see that Daniel prophesied that there was a kingdom coming that was to, be ex- that was to over supersede to all other kingdom. That kingdom was to be established, but he didn't tell us when and how that kingdom was to take over. But Isaiah gave us a proper picture of what, when the kingdom will come and how the kingdom was to come. Isaiah chapter 6, chapter 9, sorry, and verse 6. From verse 6 says, Unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given. It says, And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and he shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. And upon the throne of David, and upon his kingdom and he says he shall rule with judgment and justice from henceforth even forevermore and he said he sent a word into Jacob and does light upon Israel Isaiah came to emphasize to accentuate what Daniel prophesied in Daniel chapter 2 from the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had Dan, Isaiah came to tell us how we were going to have a kingdom that was to be an everlasting kingdom and how that kingdom was to come and how that kingdom was to rule. He said that when, and that signifies the birth of Jesus. He says unto us a child is given, he talks about Emmanuel. He talks about Jesus Christ coming to deliver humanity from the oppression of darkness and to set man free. And he gave us the, the, I, the exact Exact how you know uh, pro- propounding exactly how Christ was to come, exactly how and when. and so when Christ came, there was a reference to the prophecy that Isaiah gave that a child will come, a son was given, and the increase of his government. So what am I saying? We have come to the kingdom, this kingdom. This Christian kingdom, this, Christ, this kingdom that Christ reigns over, can never, will never go away. You see, we saw the Babylonian Empire, it came and it went. We saw the Persian Empire, it came and it went. We saw the Grecian Empire, it came and it went. We saw the, uh, the Ottoman Empire, it came and it went. We saw the Roman Empire, a great empire that almost lasted for a thousand years. But it came and it went. And that this kingdom of Christ, this kingdom of our Savior Jesus Christ came and no other kingdom will ever supersede it. So this is the final kingdom where God will establish himself forever. This is the kingdom that can never be moved. This is the kingdom that can never be shaken. This is the kingdom that can never be uprooted. Every other kingdom came. As Daniel prophesied, those kingdoms came, but the stone that is cut out of the mountain, or the stone that came out, with cut out without hand, destroyed all of those kingdoms. And the Bible says that they were carried away with the wind. It said they were broken as chaff of the summer threshing floor, and the wind carried them away. I said I was, there was no place found for them. And the stone which smote the, ma- which smote the image became a great mountain and it filled the world. The Savior has already come and the Savior came to save humanity. He came 2,000 years ago. So I can assure you and I can, I can, I can, I can, I can attest to you that there is no other kingdom that will come that will supersede the kingdom of Christ the kingdom of christ has already come. Jesus speaking to them in Luke chapter 17, I uh, said to them and verse 20. He says, "Why are you looking up looking for uh, the kingdom of God?" He says, "The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. No man, he said, don't expect any man to say, "Lo, there's the kingdom," or "there's that," or "there," that is the kingdom. He said, "The kingdom of God is is in is within you." The kingdom of God is within you. So when we celebrate Christmas, we're celebrating the kingdom of God that has come. The kingdom of Christ, it says that this world is that of, his, of God and of his Christ. This kingdom is the last frontier before the, the great and the, and the amazing ascension of the Christians. There is no other kingdom that will come you know i've read some some uh, historical background and some have said that you know um, the, there's another kingdom will come and then christ will come and make his kingdom when christ came that is the final kingdom he came to establish himself and this kingdom the bible says will be forever and ever nobody no kingdom, no army, no no warrior, no soldier can overtake this kingdom of Christ. It has come and it will remain forever. It will fill the earth. It don't matter what anybody does. I laugh when people say that we say that Christianity is dwindling. Christianity has continued for two thousand years mm. and will never go under. It can never go under. Christianity has suffered many persecutions but it can never be stifled. Why? Because Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The kingdom of God is an everlasting kingdom. This is the kingdom that brings deliverance, the kingdom that gives us hope, the kingdom that establishes our dominion and our authority and our, and our empowerment to rule and to reign. No other kingdom has, has reigned where men are called gods, where men walk as gods upon earth. Jesus said, I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. Jesus was emphasizing what was said in Psalms 84, or 82 thereabout, sorry. So the kingdom of God has come, and that's why we're celebrating Christmas. We know that this is the only kingdom that will establish forever. Look at it, look around the world. No kingdom, which other kingdom will come to overtake the kingdom of, this, of, of, of God and of his Christ? No, the kingdom of God has come. The kingdom of God is here. And the Bible says, of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. He says, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. That means Jesus himself is ruling and reigning and can never be deposed, Jesus can never be deposed. Jesus can never abdicate. Jesus can never be dethroned. no other kingdom can overtake this kingdom. It is the kingdom of our God and of his christ i, I loved it in the in the way that Paul put it in a very in very concisely uh, very very epigraphically. Paul said, without controversy in great is the mystery of godliness he says god was manifest in the flesh justified in the spirit seen of angels preached unto the gentiles believed on in the world received up into glory simply put concisely emphasized that christ is his in no, he says, without any controversy, that great is the mystery of godliness. Paul was, in a word, explaining how that the kingdom of God has come, how that the kingdom of God is established, how that the kingdom of God has dominion. In those few words, in First Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen, he says, how great. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Christ came in the flesh. He was justified by the Spirit. You saw how He moved, how how He displayed the power of the Spirit. He said He was seen by angels. Angels ministered to Him. He said He was preached unto the Gentiles. He was believed on in the world. Do you know that if Christ had not come, you and I would not be saved unless we are of the stock of Israel? But he came and made us spiritual Israelites. He came and gave us deliverance and dominion and empowerment. He came and gave and gave us the opportunity to become a part of the beloved. He says in Ephesians chapter two, he says, "Ye who were strangers and and foreigners from the commonwealth of Israel are now partakers and fellow citizens with the saints. Ye are no more strangers. You are now you are now partakers and 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 and." And and you belong to the household of God. What a great privilege. That is why we celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Christmas because God, Christ came to remove the enmity between man and God and therefore sealing our destiny with him for eternity. We have come that He might and has set us free from the shackles of darkness. The Bible says in Colossians chapter one and verse twelve, He says He has translated us from the power from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of His dear Son. That is the kingdom of God. That is the kingdom that will reign forever. That is the kingdom that will rule forever. He said, um, He says He came and He delivered us from the power of darkness, and He brought us into His marvelous light, where there is forgiveness of sin. Where there's forgiveness of unrighteousness, where there's where there's reconciliation with God, where there's empowerment to function as gods on the earth. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Finally, I like to look at five concepts that guarantees our dominion because Christ came. Five concepts that guaranteed our association because Christ came, that gave us the access to the everlasting life because Christ reconnected us to God and it is going back to uh, Isaiah chapter 9 uh, verse 6 it says and of the increase of his government there shall be no end and then he said that he shall be called wonderful why is he called wonderful he's called wonderful because he's a wondrous God why is he called wonderful he's called wonderful because he's a wonder working God the Bible says in, uh, in Job chapter 9, verse 6, he said, Who doeth wonders without number? God is a marvelous, Jesus is a wonder-walking God. Jesus does, wo- everywhere he went, he did wonders. That's why he's called wonderful. He does wonderful things, past finding out, wonderful things that gives deliverance, that gives hope. And number two, he said he shall be called Counselor. Indeed, you know that the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, He's our counselor. He said, He will teach you things to come and He will guide you into all truth. The Bible says in 2 Timot- Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, says, says, He uh, says that the, 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 all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. For reproof, for correction, for instruction, that the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished. So, Christ is called a counselor because he counsels us on the affairs of life, he counsels us on the matters of life, he counsels us on the things that make for life and for dominion. He's a great counselor. It teaches us things that we do not know. The Bible says in John, first John, Chapter Two, Verse Twenty Seven. It says, "The anointing which you have received will teach you all things, and you need not that any man should teach you." He said that same anointing is true. He will show you truth. He will guide you, and he will lead you. And number three, he said, "He is the everlasting Father." Christ is the everlasting Father. No one can depose him. He's the everlasting king. His king reigns from kingdom to kingdom and from sea to sea. Christ is king, everlasting father. He cannot be deposed. He lives forever. He reigns and rules forever. And He says, number four, that is the mighty God. The Bible says that his mightiness cannot be comprehended. How great is the mystery of God. His mightiness cannot be explained. God is mightier than the waves of many water. The voice of God breaketh the cedar in Lebanon. The voice of the Lord maketh the, the irons to carve The voice of the Lord is full of power and majesty. He says the Lord is mighty. He calls him the mighty everlasting father, mighty king, the mighty warrior. God is mightier than the mightiest is greater than the greatest. He is stronger than the stronger. And finally, he calls him the Prince of Peace. How amazing. You know what that means? It he means he's the dispenser of peace. He's the giver of peace. He's the fountain of peace. He's the guarantor of peace. He is the, the, the orchestrator of peace. That means if you're looking for peace in any way, shape, or form, is the dispense of peace. Jesus gives peace that surpasses human comprehension. The Bible says, it says, My peace I give unto you. My peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world give, it, give I unto you. Therefore, let not your heart be troubled, neither be afraid. John 16, verse 33. It says, My peace I give unto you. My peace, I live with you. He says, and if God gives peace, who can make trouble, whether to a man or to a nation? So I tell you that Christmas is a time to rejoice, is a time to be glad, is a time to be, to be excited, because it is the day, it is the time that Christ came to set us free. It is the time that he came to give us liberty, dominion, and victory. I thank God for your life, I thank you for li- for listening. I like thank you to li- for listening to this broadcast. I believe God that uh, you have been blessed. I will be continuing in the new year with a new team, and I believe I'm looking forward to the new year where together we will go to that greater height that God has prepared for us. And I know that your life will never be the same because from now on it's taking you on the eagle's wing, and you will go to greater heights swiftly and 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 gloriously. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you your own inheritance among them that are sanctified. The Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord bless you and show his mercy always. Keep believing, keep standing strong and keep hoping. Uh, Merry Christmas once again. And I wish you a, a splendorous, phenomenal, amazing and exciting new year. Together, we will be going on this journey again, and I believe, God, that you will be at your best in the new year. God bless you, and goodbye.